Here's some more humor. This is a son. Mom, can I get 20 bucks? Mom, does it look like I'm made of money? Son, isn't that what mom stands for? M-O-M, made of money. I shouted to my mom on Mother's Day, how's breakfast in bed sound? Which she responded, sounds lovely. I said, good, I'll take some biscuits, gravy. Could you get the coffee, a little cream? Okay. I asked my friend uh, if he's getting his mom a Mother's Day gift, and he said, no, I'm not doing anything. Why do they get a special day? I mean, I'm a son. Instead of Mother's Day, why don't we have a Sunday? I said, you do. It's right after Saturday. I'll be here all week. Proverbs 23, 25 says, give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. Eleven sixteen of Proverbs says, a gracious woman gains respect, but ruthless men gain only wealth. And then Exodus, I love this scripture, honor your father and mother, then you will live long, full of life in the land your Lord, your God is giving you. Now we've used that one. Hey, if you want to live long, you better honor us. You ever tell your kids that? <laughs> in Jesus' name. Today we live in a society that's just full of social media. And we have people that do so many things on social media, a lot of it good, a lot of it maybe not so good. Airing out everything that they feel, you know, sometimes that's not always so smart. <coughs> but... We have a society now that sometimes we do everything that you're either accepted or you're not. And if you don't do anything that they like, they will do something called unfriend you. That can be good. That can be bad. Sometimes our kids will text. There have been times that I, I, I guess, you know, it hasn't the ease of. Uh, let's see, what would we call that? Technology just made life easier. We can just, I'll be in this, I'll be, I'll be in the house. Hi, honey. Will you bring down another towel? Yes, I will. <laughs> when I grew up, did we do any of that? We didn't have texting. We had what we call yelling. Hey, I need a towel. Yeah, I get it. The TV remote. How many kids were the remote? We didn't have any. We just, dad said, go change the channel. We got to watch Walter Cronkite. That's the way it was. <laughs> Howard Cosell, Dandy Don Meredith, Monday Night Football. How many guys remember that? <laughs> All right, moving on. Anyway, the world has changed and so many things we use as the bar or the uh, standard, so to speak, to accept or not accept. Well, this or that or whether you're in or whether you're out. When we grew up, and there was a time, and I believe we, we need to really rely back on moms and dads, but we're talking about moms today, where mom, she, she knew if the person was a good influence for you or not. She decided and already knew. She watched and already knew. She, she watched you interact or how they played or saw them when you were doing something else. She's watching other kids just to go, mm-mm. I grew up with a boy, and his, I'll just, I won't say his last name, his first name was Jimmy. And he had a little dog, well, a medium-sized dog named Lady. And Jimmy was a bully. But he was kind of cool. He was kind of a, he was a bully with a good heart at times. You know, he wasn't ruthless. I mean, he had something. He's like a bad guy with a good heart. Does that make sense? I don't know. But I remember it was kind of, there's something about that. You're kind of like, oh, man, Jimmy's cool. Because Jimmy would just come out and he, he wouldn't have his shirt on. He wouldn't wear shoes and socks. And he always had his dog Lady with him. And Jimmy... You know, I tangled Jimmy a couple times, but then kind of earned his respect, and he wanted to befriend me a little bit. And I'm kind of like, cool, I mean, Jimmy. 
And I remember him coming over one time, and we guys like, come on in. I offered Jimmy in. Mom was like, great, great, great. Just uh, walked Jimmy right out the front door. (laughs) She said, you and Jimmy, you can have your lemonade and stuff right out here on the porch. And shut the door and looked at me and went. (laughs) Pretty much my days with Jimmy were over. But anyway, uh, I was always nice to him, and Jimmy was nice to me, but we never did make the connection. You see, moms were, are more than just what we say today. Young person, if you just think, well, my mom's not cool. She doesn't have to be cool. She's not trying to be cool. She's trying to help you. Moms are amazing. We all know that men and women are different. We view things different. We, we react different. Our parenting styles may be different. We're different in a lot of areas. Let me give you some examples of difference. In the bathroom, a man has an average of six to eight items, maybe ten. You know, hair gel, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrush, maybe some cologne, you know, something like that. And uh, so that's his items. A woman has an average items of about 337 in the bathroom, of which men can probably not even pronounce or understand what this is used for. What is this? This does the eyelashes. And why do we straighten our... I don't know. But anyway, let's look at some other differences. Men and women are different. In an argument, a woman has the last word in any argument. If you say anything after that, you are beginning a new argument. (laughs) Dressing up, a woman will dress up to go shopping, water the plants, empty the garbage, answer the phone, read a book, or go to the mall. A man will dress up for weddings, funeral, maybe Christmas and Easter. A man may be the head of the house, but the woman is the neck that turns the head. He might be the furnace, but she's the thermostat. She's going to set... The temperature and the tone is sent by her. But um, I like the fact that a mom will make the home worth coming home to. She'll make the the house a a great place. She'll have great things that happen and memories that happen in that house. Um, We've got working moms that carry that load. We have some working moms that seem to be doing both roles. And I mean, they should just be super superwoman. I asked my wife, I had a Superman cape in my office. I said, you want to wear this today? And she goes, "Uh, no. But, you know, they, they do so much. There's so much in there. And really, we don't really give them uh, the credit they deserve. She's not asking for credit. But yet she is that underlying, that intertwining. She is yet the foundation, the bedrock of so much that happens in the home. I want to give us five things that we all can do to help the house or the home be better for mom or help those situations uh, so that it's great to come home to. Here's our first one. Speak life. So our job is maybe just to speak life and be positive in situations. Instead of seeing the glass half empty, maybe see it half full. Words are powerful, and once they're said, they're hard to get back. If you say them, and sometimes we say words before we even think. Anybody have brain freeze, and you just spit out stuff and then go, probably shouldn't have said that. We can't pull those. Well, you can pull them back, but it's really tough to get them back once they're said. So we need to be careful about that. So be positive. Do our best to be easy to get along with. You know, sometimes I, I, if you ever just be irritated, I'm a guy and some things irritate me different than what would irritate uh, probably the female gender. What irritates Kim might not irritate me. What would vice versa? I mean, she could see dirty dishes in the sink. Not going to bother me. You know, at least for a while. Till I need the dish or something. Uh, but for her, that will just like, dirty dishes, dirty dishes, dirty dishes. <laughs> uh, 
you know, that kind of stuff. So it'll be easy. And then sometimes when she'll say something to me, I'm just like, I'm in a mood. I just want to not do anything. Any guys in the building today? Be careful how you say that real loud, Gary. You know, she's, she's, she is sitting right beside you. But what would happen is, you know, then sometimes I would be just like, I don't want to do that. And, and see, she's not thinking of what I don't want to do. I'm not thinking. And as a guy, I'm thinking now, but it's, can I say this? I'm going to say, I got to count them. Three words. I was homeschooled. It was a gooder decision. Uh, it's not personal. When she's, she's wanting to do something, it's not personal. She's not doing anything against you. She's just saying, this is a checklist sometimes a mom or a mother or the woman of the house has. And she's just trying to go, i got to get this stuff done. Because later you will reap the benefits. Aren't you glad she keeps the house the way she does? Hopefully you can say amen to that. And if you can't, you better say amen to it anyway and deal with that later. Look for positive in situations. Say good things. Speak the end result in faith. The other day, yesterday, I went to Lowe's four times. Four times. Four times. Going to Lowe's yesterday before Mother's Day is like going to the zoo with six hound dogs on leashes. I mean, there are people everywhere. I'm waiting in the service line to return the item that I purchased two times before. Where a lady comes up and she interrupts everybody and says, excuse me, I need a cart. I hope you're not here today, (laughs) ma'am. To which the service, the service lady said, I'm sure one will turn up. (laughs) Because, I mean, they were just out of carts because there are people everywhere. I I was I told Kim, I said, this is this is crazy because she was with me one of the times I was there. So this is what happened after the third time she is out doing some other things, uh, you know, and that we need because like she said, we just moved into the house and that was part of her, my gift to her. I wanted her to get some things that she wanted and I called her and I said, so I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. Okay. Just so you know, I called and said, I can't believe it. I got the wrong stinking one again. And this is what she says on the other end of the line is this voice of an angel. And this is what she says, honey, let's just pray right now that you're going to get the right part and it's all going to be good and you're going to be able to put it on and everything will be fine. I'm like, okay. So that's what we prayed. I hung up, told her I loved her, ended up going and getting the right part. I didn't go to Lowe's again. I mean, I do like Lowe's, but I went to another store and uh, and I actually found the exact part that I needed. I'm like, oh. But it did just like she said. So what I'm telling you is, what if we were like that? And in our home, we wanted that atmosphere to change. So we started being more positive. We started being easy to get along with. We started doing some things, maybe helping and speaking faith, the end result, what we were wanting, whether you see it or not. Because there'd be times I'd see Maddie's room and I'd go, dear Jesus, did the twister tornado come through here? And then she would say, honey, we're going to speak. Thank you, God, that Maddie picks up her room and it's just as neat as a pen. You know, you ever think Mary had issues with Jesus? I mean, you know, Jesus, would you pick up this place? What were you, born in a barn? <laughs> See, some of you got born in a barn. Oh, born in a barn, yeah. 
But anyway, speak the end result. And you know what? It wasn't long. We started saying that kind of stuff. And then we'd say, Maddie, you need to, before we'd even get it out, she goes, I know, clean up my room. And she'd clean it up. Here's our second thought this morning. Don't lose your temper. That's an easy one to talk about. Not so easy to do. There are sometimes you have children or maybe your job or different things or just people know how to push your buttons. Have you ever had your buttons pushed? So you want to try to, you know, the Bible says God gave you a spirit of self-control. So we need to exercise that. And we need to just say, you know what? What are, what are your points when you know I'm, gonna, I'm about to lose it? You know, where you have that Fred Flintstone moment. What are those points? Before you get to that point, how can you redirect that and exercise? Come on, faith without works is dead. Self-control to go, you know what? I'm not going to go there. Because what happens when we lose our temper, we lose, we'll say things, we'll be mad, and you'll say things that you'll wish you couldn't have, uh, you wouldn't have said or have to take back, you'll regret that. Or maybe even actions, whether you say it or whatever. But understanding, know your limits. It takes two people to argue. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Just answering differently. Man, I, I got to get that one down. Because again, remember this, it's not personal. Sheol's going to look at things different than you do. So it's not an attack against you. We just have to get down and we're like, okay. If you lose your temper, that usually brings strife. And you don't want that in your home. Thought three is communication. You know, I do a lot of counseling on and off different times and throughout all the ministry of what we've done. They say the two biggest stressors in a marriage are finances and communication. We just need to communicate. And we, we do it differently, but we need to talk. Maybe, maybe just figuring out how to do some things. Sometimes not, not as much with each other. Maybe you communicate well, but maybe asking some people, how about some grandparents in the building that have done some things, been some places, and have some answers? You might want to ask them. You see, in society today, sometimes we don't do that. We need to honor those that have gone before us. Do you ever just even think of veteran? The other day I saw a, a veteran in a wheelchair, no legs. And I, and I pointed out to my daughter, I said, that man there gave his legs for our freedom. I don't know where, what happened, what war, but I'm just saying, we need to thank God for people that are committed to our country. So in all of that, communicating, God, help me to communicate. Connected to people that know you know, if there's people that you're like, man, I like, I like their, their kids are well, they're respected, they're well-rounded, they're very polite. How'd they do that? Ask them. Find out, man, what did you do? What did you, so that you can get some of that information and say, God, weigh that up against the word of God. Everything you do should weigh against the Bible. And then, and find it and make sure, oh God, that's great. As long as it's in the context of this, it's a good thing. If it goes out of that, don't do it. But ask them Wisdom. How did you do that? Stay connected to God. Pray. Stay in the word. Keep connected to your church. My wife's talking about being planted and being fruitful. You've got to stay in church. There are people, I don't know. I don't know what the importance of that is. The importance of that is there's going to be a time in your life when you need some people that are going to lift you up. And that's going to be your church. Because the church isn't a building. We're going to go to a building. But you know who the church is? The church is you. The church are people. You are God's true riches. Foster godly friendships. You might have some jimmies in your life that you need to just usher to the door. Thank you. Push forward, pull back in your safety bar, exit quickly to your right. 
and enjoy the rest of your day here at Cedar Point. Let's talk about communication for just a second. What she says and what she means. If she says we need, she means you need or I want. It's your decision. You should figure that out by now. We'd go by our house and Kim would say, we need to pick up that. What she's saying is you need to pick up that. (laughs) Some of you are, do you hear that? (laughs) She says, do you love me? She means I'm going to ask you for something really expensive. (laughs) If she says, I'll be ready in a minute, she means kick off your shoes. You got about 45 minutes before I'm coming down the steps or doing whatever. Or if she says this, I know exactly what I want. I'm just going to go in and buy the small soap dish. You know, she's going to the purse section, the cosmetics, the shoes. She might try on. You got some time. Now, let's be fair and go to the dudes over here to go to the guys. If he says he means if he says I'm hungry, he means I'm hungry. If he says I'm tired, he means I'm tired. He says what's wrong the first time he means I don't see why we're making such a big deal out of this. If he says what's wrong the second time, he means what meaningless self-inflicted psychological trauma are we going to go through right now? If he says, what's wrong the third time, he means, I guess there's no way we're going to be doing any hugging or kissing tonight. You ought to know if she says, do these pants make me look fat? You know how to answer that, right? Don't say anything, Gary. You're already in trouble. We got to learn how to communicate. Everything's on different levels. And sometimes, you know, just because God created us, has made us different, he does want us still to figure each other out and how to figure out and honor each other and our differences. Our fourth thought this morning is walk in forgiveness. And this is such a big one. The world is full of stuff that's going to help push you down. There's going to be people that don't live up to your expectations. There's going to be people that hurt you. Maybe you didn't cause any of it. Maybe you're just a victim. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's just, I deal with road rage. And you're going to have all kinds of fun people there. They'll tell you you're a number one driver. Just wait. There's a lot of things that go on, but you have to have forgiveness. Unforgiveness will hinder your prayers. The Bible says it's so important because you can't get forgiven if you won't forgive. That's what it says. Your prayers won't go any higher than the ceiling. we got people that are going, I don't know why God isn't answering my prayers. Perhaps you might want to do a little self-inspection and see if there's unforgiveness. Because unforgiveness is part of something the enemy wants you to feed on. Well, Brett, I can say I can forgive them, but my feelings don't match up with that. Can I say to you right now, your feelings don't have to match up with that, and they probably won't. The Bible says that we have to crucify our flesh. In other words, we have to, we have to be in charge. Your feelings aren't always going to match what you say or what you think, but you're going to have to put things in order. Forgive. I don't want to be enemy-driven. I want to be God-driven. Let them build trust back. Forgive. Feelings will follow what you enforce. 
we got to have that mentality, no matter what comes my way, with God, all things are possible. Father, you have this. I'm going to be the head, not the tail. This is not going to take me under. Because the enemy is going to whisper lies to you. Because in union, in agreement, there's power. Unforgiveness brings separation. I love this last one. Make memories. God wants you to have fun. Life is... You know, we get to go around this planet one time, man. We might as well do it God's way and enjoy our life and leave a heritage to our children. He wants us to have fun. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Make memories. Don't try to stress everything out. There's something about a mother that, you know, can just bring so much to the home. My wife did so much for our home. I mean, I I would be at the office and and now she helps me co-pastor this church. We've been doing this for 25 plus years. But my kids were little, you know, we made the decision, the biggest influence, come on somebody in their life should be mom and dad. And so she was just this huge influence. I never was concerned that she'd be teaching them something weird. I mean, we were always together on the same thing. She made days special that were mundane that would seem like, I didn't know anybody else that did this, but when our kids, they lose their first, first tooth, she have a tooth party and she drew this big mouth. Somebody with their mouth wide open. And we instead of pin the tail on the donkey, that she put a bandana on the kids and we they had teeth and they'd stick it in the mouth. And then she made a cake and we had this big ordeal of the tooth thing. The kids loved it. All of these little things that we would do, all of these little things that mom would make special, it created memories. And there's times when the kids weren't involved with just her and I, just date nights and different things. And, and even before kids, boy, how about that? BK, before kids. It was two in the morning and it snowed. And, and I said, we should make a snowman. The next thing you know, we we're out two in the morning building a snowman. I'm sure the neighbors probably, we had snowball battle and we were laughing and and in the morning, we took pictures with the snowman. We had a top hat on it and all that kind of stuff. You know, to this day, did we, have we done that again? I don't think so. But it was sure fun that night. Now, sleep is too important. <laughs> I'd wake her up now. She'd be like, what's the matter with you? Go back to bed. <laughs> so, you know, but making those memories. I mean, just having a, a dinner on the blanket or whatever that is, you know, building a tent with chairs and getting a flashlight and we'd tell the Christmas story and make it cool and make a memory. You know what happens with that is a mom. She sponsors all that. And let me just say, when I would be gone and I would come back and to this day, my kids are all married, but one. And they, they are not shy about it. They'll see me. They'll come up and hug me. They'll kiss me. They'll tell me they love me. They don't care who's around. I love that. Can I tell you who set the mood and the tone for that? the lady right here because she endorsed that she nurtured that my kids give me things on my keychain i have a little superman keychain they they got me a doll says mr incredible can i tell you when i was gone you know who made me mr incredible she did because she would never undermine me she always built me up something about a mom that you cannot replace Now, you might be saying here, I'm not a mom yet. You will be. There's babies coming. Not just for me. We're grandparents for the first time. And there's more grandbabies coming from all of our kids, Mallory. (laughs) And I'm going to be a great uncle because Amy will have kids. 
And I can't wait for Jay and Amy. I'm just, you know, we, we're, I mean, so many great things. But just that aspect of that, because God's already birthed things in your heart to be the mom. To do the things that God has called you to do. Being a mom isn't a walk in the park. By the time a child reaches 18, a mom has had to do an additional 18,000 hours of child-related work. So if you, you know, somebody that never has done that, you got three months of leisure time. I mean, they're just constantly working. You know, my wife would go to the store. She'd take all the kids with her to the store. Are there mothers in the building? Man, that's like, you know, that's like going to the Columbus Zoo without going. Because, you know, I got, we had two boys and our boys, you know, they were, they were boys. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Mama, 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 mama. You know, I'd come home. She'd be like, thank you. A young father trying to explain the concept of marriage to his four-year-old daughter. He got out their wedding album thinking the pictures would help her understand a little bit. And he explained the entire wedding service to her. And when he finished, he asked her if she had any questions. And she pointed at the wedding party picture. And she said, Daddy, is this when Mama came to work for us? You're going to find a mom who won't give up on her kids. Moms have this incredible bond. She'll see them through heck or high water. She believes in them when nobody else does. Even if you mess up, she will constantly still say, you can get past this. Their great capacity for spiritual nurturing, physical nurturing, just to say, I love you. If you have, you all have had a mother or you wouldn't be here. (laughs) How many in the building have had a mother? I think that's me. But she's fed you. I mean, think about it. She's clothed you. She's cleaned you. She's watched you. She's raised you. She's loved you. She's prayed for you. She's cried over you. She's believed in you. I would catch my wife. This is the truth. I'd get up, wake up at two in the morning or something and then go like this and she's not there. And I'm like, well, I wonder where is she at? I would find her. I can still see her sitting in one of the children's room. They're asleep. They don't know she's doing this. And she is stroking their hair. And she's just there. Loving on them. Praying over them. Where are you going to find that? When everybody else seems to have abandoned, when, when everything has happened, you, you know, I'd come home, I'd have a tough day at school or I'd have all these kind of things happen. And there'd always be one cheerleader in my house and it would be mama. On my way home from school in fifth grade, got stopped by Jeff Schwartz. Jeff, if you're here, love you, man. <laughs> Took my Fred Flintstone lunchbox, threw it in the air, broke it with the thermos. The lunchbox got dented, the thermos broke, eyes upset. And he wanted to fight, so I helped him because he broke my lunchbox. And I, I, this is going to seem silly, but I, I put a claw on his shoulder, my claw. And that was it. The, the fight was over. He was pretty much, it was almost like the Vulcan, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, we, we didn't fight. No punches were thrown or anything, just the claw. And he ripped his shoulder and he took off on his bike. And I picked up my lunchbox and went home. About 20 minutes later, there's a knock on the door. Jeff Schwartz and his mother. Jeff's got his shirt off, and all you can see is my red handprint on his shoulder. And I had already told mom what had happened. 
And so my mom just, she swings the door. You know those old screen doors like glassy? You know, <laughs> she swings the door. She says yes, and his mother said, look what your son did. My mom, she sat there and took it all, waited till the lady was done, and she said, your boy broke my son's lunchbox. If you can't do that, and basically just said, go on with your day, get off my porch. Now, those aren't her exact words, but I was just like, that day I looked at my mom like, you are awesome. Because I thought, okay, I'm going to jail. I mean, I put the claw on him. There probably there's some probably, you know, three to six months for that. Who knows? But but she was just like, she backed me up. because You know why? Because I was her kid. I told her the story. She let the lady tell me the story or tell her side of it or whatever. And then, but she just brought out the lunchbox and that was it. She was like, I'm done. We have our evidence. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> now, on the other hand of that, you've already heard this story. We'd be playing football and she'd always yell at the wrong time. And I just would try to tell her, don't cheer when no one else is cheering because it's embarrassing. Because everybody else would be quiet, and then you'd hear mom, go, Vernon! And I still to this day remember in the huddle, and some guy's like, geez, whose mother is that? And I remember saying, I have no idea. When we went to the car, I kind of wanted her to get in the car first, and then hopefully sneak in. But, you know, nobody could cheer more than mom. Nobody could back you more than mom. Think about Mary, just the presence of her. When everybody else took off, she was around Jesus, even through the whole crucifixion. She knew why he came. She knew how he got there. But she was just like, I got to be near my boy. And the very presence of her just being there. I could imagine so many times them locking eyes. And she knew. I could see tears. I mean, I can just imagine. The very presence he drew strength from. That's an example of God's love. A teacher gave her second grade class a lesson on the magnet and what it does. The next day, the written test, she included the question, my name, my full name has six letters. The first one is M and I pick up things. To her amazement, over 50% of the class turned in the word mother. I pick up things. We need examples. We need as kids and, and even young adults and, and even uh, older adults, we need to glean some wisdom from those that have gone before. I have people tell me now, well, I don't like to. I don't like to tell my kids what to do. I like them to choose. Really? The decisions that will mold their life, you're going to let them to choose when they really don't have a grasp on those decisions anyway. That's why we have parents. That's what parenting is about. My mom and dad told me what to choose. And sometimes we had to figure that out. I didn't always understand, didn't even always agree. But thank God now. Those things actually are the bedrock in in what you need. I I want my kids to have a relationship with God, but I want them to choose that. Well, take them to church. While you're living with me, this is where you're going. And then you can choose when you're not living with me. I was just like our kids. Their kids will be, you know, well, I want this. Okay, when you get your own apartment, you can have that, but not here. I want to do that. No, you can't do that here. 
My parents helped me choose things. Some days in the summer, my mom told me I chose to mow the yard. I didn't think I chose that. <laughs> you know what you're doing today? You want to mow the yard. Oh, I do. Oh, yes, you do. Because <laughs> you don't want to do it if you don't. <laughs> okay, I choose to mow the yard. Children are shown by example. If you don't show them, somebody else will. I don't want my kids to follow my unbelief system. I want them to follow my belief system. The Bible says this is God. You know, God says this is my way. Walk, walk in it. I want to say this is what God says. This is, what, this is safe. Let's walk here. Let's do it this way. We learned our basics from our mom. Let's talk about logic. Mom taught us logic. How about this? She might have said, if you fall off that swing and break your neck, you're not going to store shopping. If everybody else jumps off a cliff, will you? Don't play in the street just because he is. How about this? If you've lost something, here's logic for you. It must be somewhere. That's good. My mom taught us about medicine. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, your face will freeze that way. She taught us how to think ahead. If you don't pass your spelling test, you'll never get a good job. She taught us to meet a challenge. What were you thinking? Answer me when I'm talking to you. Obviously, wasn't thinking much of anything, Mom. When life sometimes doesn't make sense, shut up and answer me. How about humor? If the lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. She taught us about anticipation. Just wait till your father gets home. My dad always came home. She taught us about how to receive. Oh, boy, are you going to get it. You'll love this one. She taught us justice. One day when you have kids, I'm going to be there to see it, and I'm going to love every minute of it. My, my thing that I want you to understand is this. Life is what you make it, really. We can look at life, and you might say, Brett, you don't even know what's happened. And, and maybe I don't. But I do know that God does. And I do know that he put moms and aunts, uncles and dads and grandmas and grandpas in your life. Can we not look at some good things? Can we not find some nuggets? Maybe they're not perfect, but last time I checked, neither are we. But maybe they've, they've got something to share. Maybe they've got something that you could, you could learn. And you could figure it out. My challenge to you this morning, and we're about to close this message, is just this. I want you to honor mom. That last scripture we read, it says you're going to live long if you honor your parents. I don't know about you, but I want to live long. And we've even told our kids, you want to live long? <laughs> we want them to live long as well. But we want them to do it in a godly fashion. So we celebrate God. We celebrate what God honors. And in the home, God, God institutes a husband and a wife. And he institutes that motherhood. And so we, we, we cherish that today. We celebrate that today. My challenge is, wherever your mom is at, she might be with Jesus, then just thank God for her. If she's not, and maybe you're at odds, would you consider forgiving and just calling and saying, I love you. I don't know where you're at. 
but I'm asking you. Give some love out today. Make some memories. Make some things happen. Get some things off you. Get them in the past. You have a bright future. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?